Hello, this is Brian Courtney with the Short Bus Debate Club. Thanks for listening. Um, as always, I'm here with Darren Jolly, and this week we are Hi. here to talk about education um, as a whole, I guess. But the the education institution as we know it um, and what we've been through and, and all of that good stuff. So, um, Darren... What do you, what do you got to say? Oh, I, I I have a lot to say about education or, or diseducation. I mean, whether it's it's higher education, you know, proprietary education, uh, K through twelve, um, it's really a it's hard to imagine a system that pretends to put forward certain intents and outcomes just to to set a set a a stage like for so i just finished my undergraduate uh at at metro it was metro state college of denver at that time it had not become metro state university yet and uh i had a degree in international relations my minor was in philosophy uh, it was an honors degree um awesome education like i found some really cool professors down there um really lit me on fire to be honest with you uh, nick morales uh, robert hazan these these people were really quite uh, instrumental in me um, finding some cool directions with regards to my own thoughts. But I graduated and I didn't really know what the hell I was going to do with myself. So um, I was kind of sitting around. I had some friends that were tutoring in Cherry Public, Cherry Creek Public Schools at the time. Um, and it's called AVID tutoring. AVID tutoring is critical thinking tutoring where you go in and you do what they call Socratic seminars. Socratic seminars, the kids are supposed to bring in three questions uh, and the questions are either they're they're on three levels. They're they're either straight informational, like is this is this right, is this wrong, is this true, is this not true. Uh, they can be comparative. Um, that would be the second level, and then the third level, which is more dynamic. You're sort of taking the all the information you have about a topic. You're you're putting it inside of your mind, and you're recreating a, a, an analysis of that topic um, through your own lens, right? Um, like I said, I just finished a degree in international relations. Uh, the kids that I was working with were primarily they were between uh, sixth and ninth grade. Um, I went to f four different schools to do the tutoring, and uh, this was during the buildup to Iraq too, right? And uh, we we had not um, started the actual military operations yet. But as a person who had a degree in international relations, when I would talk to the students, they'd watch this show called Channel One in the morning, and the show. Um, it was it's essentially for all intents and purposes it was a it was a propaganda piece you know like uh, you're you're pushing kids in specific directions that are a part of the entire you know social mechanism that advances specific logics right so for instance in this in this case right uh, in the build up to Iraq two um, one of the things that was posited was that uh, our, our our fine feathered friend Saddam Hussein uh, had uh, was had weapons of mass mass destruction munitions factories in the form of chemical and biological warfare uh, capabilities, right? So um, one morning uh, on Channel One, there was a um, there were these satellite photos that were showing these train cars that were moving allegedly in Iraq, right? And uh, what was being suggested on Channel One was that these were uh, the munitions sites that were being sent from one city to another so that uh, Saddam could always have his capabilities on the move and nobody could catch up with them. And these things were, you know, it's just very dynamic, you know, twisting his mustache and all that kind of stuff. Um, so because I was the international relations guy, um, 
kids would tend to bring, they bring their questions to me about these things. And uh, we'd be sitting there and you have six or seven kids there. And my goal is, my, my responsibility uh, is to facilitate the conversation between the students. It is not my goal or my responsibility to tell these kids what to think. I'm supposed to help them to converse with each other so that they can get to these higher levels of thinking through the discussions that they're having with one another, right? So this one kid, I'm at West Middle School in Cherry Creek at that time. And uh, this one kid, uh, he brings up this Channel One thing in the morning. And he says, uh, what, you know, what do we make of, you know, or how do we respond to these, you know, these acts that Saddam's, you know, committing in, in, the, in the form of like, you know, uh, making, developing these, these chemical and biological weapons. And I said, I said, what, what chemical and biological weapons are you referring to? He said, you know, you saw the channel one thing this morning. You said it, you know, it was the, those, those, those satellite photos. I said, I saw satellite photos that were allegedly of train cars that were moving. I don't even know what they were train cars, where they were from, you know, I was like, so, so this is something that I'm looking at. I'm seeing but like, help me, help me along with the evidence a little bit further. So the kid says, what do you mean? I said, well, so if there's something in there that's demonstrating that they're, they're, they're these munitions factories, is there some sort of like heat blooms or something that we can see in there that creates an identifiable uh, designation as these alleged, you know, factories? And they're like, well, no. And I'm like, so then what, what evidence is being presented to us that these things are actually happening, right? Uh, and so these kids started the, to actively question what was being presented to them on, on behalf of the State Department at that, at that point, um, which you can say whatever you want about it, uh, but if the goal is to help kids learn how to think critically, that's what I was doing. And again, I didn't tell anybody what to think, but if something's being presented and presented as concrete, like uh, we got asked the question about evidence. So I went from West, I went to Horizon. We essentially went through the same process. One of the kids asked the same question. It sort of went the same direction, right? The following day, I went back to Horizon. And uh, when I walked through the door, I was pulled aside. And I was instructed not to talk to kids about current events anymore. <laughs> and I said, uh, I said, why? They said, well, uh, you, you talked to these kids about this, this thing with regards to evidence yesterday. They went home. And talked to their parents about it. The parents got pissed off, and they they called the school and, and gave us a bunch of hell. And I said, I didn't tell a kid what to think or how. You know, I said my my responsibility here is to help them to think critically. You know, I'm not telling them to vote Democrat or Republican. I'm not telling them this is wrong or right. I'm just talking about the concept of evidence. And I don't know of a clear cut case of when that is a demonstration of critical thinking. She said, I don't care. You know, I'll talk about uh, international relations to them anymore. I said, then fucking fire me. And that's exactly what I said. I said, I'm not going to stop talking to them about this. I said, you hired me to do a job. I'm doing that job. Don't don't tell me to do it when it's convenient for you. She And she just looked at me, you know, and uh, it's odd because at some of the schools, they loved it, you know, because I could say the things that they couldn't say. But in this instance, they really tried to to, to mute me, to, to, to silence me. And... Uh, it was the end of the school year. They weren't going to fire me, and they didn't fire me. But long story short is, late for that probably, um, this sort of like is the crystal expression of our educational system right now. We, we say that we're going to do these things, these specific things, but again, it's only when it's convenient. And I don't even know 
like critical thinking what critical thinking where i got i got no freaking idea i mean and this is the way that i see uh and it doesn't matter whether it's you know for young kids or all the way up to higher education i don't know where there's any meaningful critical thinking in this system today well it's it's not just critical thinking and while i do appreciate that and i think if we started teaching them at a younger age you know to question things like what they see on tv that 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 might be helpful but it's it's not just critical thinking at least in k through 12 it's just education period um and it varies from district to district and state to state as to you know what level a student is at and and how much they know and how much they've learned but our education system is is not good it's not doing well and it's not strictly a a minority thing or strictly a rich thing or strictly a poor thing it's a shit thing now granted if you're in a a neighborhood where the mill levy and and property taxes are higher then your school's probably going to be a little bit better than the one that doesn't have good uh, a solid tax base but the fact is they're not teaching these kids well regardless of what district or state they're in. Um, But even sadder than that is that a kid (laughs) can be in one state and be two or three grades behind and then move to another state and be at or above grade level. Um, That's an issue. but we're not talking about critical thinking when I say that. We're talking about reading, writing, and arithmetic, which are, are pretty important topics um, or subjects, I should say. And you'd think that it would get better as you progress through um, the grade levels, but but it doesn't. And... Honestly, I don't know if it got worse. Well, no, I I know it got worse when no child was left behind with Bush. But I don't know if it was already bad and it got worse and they just kind of put a Band-Aid on the problem by telling all of the districts that they need to teach the test. Um, but it's, it's bad. I mean, I don't care if they pass the test, the state tests or not, when they can't write a sentence or do basic math or, you know, tell me the water cycle, um, in the, the seventh grade, there's, there's an issue. Um, and that's just K through 12. So, I mean, I don't know. Do you think I'm being cynical or are we way off base? Is it just critical thinking that's the issue? Well, when I, when I bring up critical thinking, I'm just highlighting the, the fact that, I mean, that it's the, the ability for a kid, for us to value the concept of teaching a kid how to go through the process of developing their own thoughts and their own thinking. Like, 
you, 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 of course, you need to be able to read. You need to be able to write. You know, but I mean, reading, reading, writing, and arithmetic. You know, I mean, it's ne it's never even just as, as simple as that. Like you brought up the point about testing. Like this is, I mean, you think you think about like the moment that led into the the no child left behind. You know, like I rem I remember like the way that that was being. Uh, discussed on a national level during that time period and the whole rhetorical disposition was do we create federal standards where there are federal tests that are used throughout the country or are there tests that we use that are created individual at the state level i mean this is literally the way that they were thinking about trying to fix this, uh, an education system that was uh, that was flailing you know and like it was straight up through this uh, this lens of testing period, you know. I mean, like if 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 you're trying to fix something and you, something becomes reducible to one solution, you know, federal versus state testing. I mean, there's something incredibly obnoxious about this. There's, there's this thing in education called the banking method, right? The banking method is when a person teaches so that a person can test well, and they don't re necessarily retain any of that knowledge. They just prepare themselves for the moment so that they can test well. And it's all about the moment of the test. It's not about knowledge. It's not about thinking. It's just about hanging on to that for long enough so that you can get a, a decent grade on the test. Like this is like hilarious. I mean, like there's no there's no education in testing. And I mean, I, I and, and, and don't say that I'm saying that when you get educated that you shouldn't take tests. That's definitely not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is when you have a end all be all so, like solution or mechanism that's guiding something then you're going to there are going to be all these other aspects to that in education you can have a more complicated you know the human mind shit we don't know shit about the human mind we need to be more humble about these kinds of questions but you cannot just do it so like again like critical thinking uh it's just like if we're going to succeed socially it, we have to like learn how to think I mean, how do we how do we think? And it's I mean, and if you know, if you can't think critically, you can't engage with the book. You can't sit there and then say, "Oh, that's fucking weird," and then write something in the the uh, the the margins. The margins are the part of a of a paper book. You know, I know that those are things that are falling to the wayside, but uh, you know, you can still write in the margins of digital books as well. But uh, <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> so. You know, I, I was just thinking while you were talking, and not everybody understands critical thinking. And I, I think it's because, to some degree, it's being beaten out of us. Um, I don't think that they want us thinking critically. The royal day. Part of... Part of thinking critically, at least in my opinion, is to be able to ask the question, well, why are we doing this? What's going to happen if we do that? You know, things like that. And they, they tell us at a fairly young age not to ask questions, you know, uh, because there's supposed to be this this respect that's based on on a title so you know don't question your teachers don't question police officers don't question judges don't question authority figures anybody who's in a supposed position of authority 
Well, if you don't ask those people questions, then you're never going to ask a fucking question because you're not going to be able to identify who the fuck is actually in authority and who isn't. Title does not create authority. And title should definitely not garner respect. Respect is something that is earned, not given. I, sorry, <laughs> reflecting back to our high school years, as you, as you, as you were talking about that. Oof. We never had any problems with uh, questioning authority back then, I don't think. No, I generally haven't ever. But it, And that's kind of why... I've gotten into trouble the way that I have, but it's also the reason that I've gotten through a lot of shit that other people wouldn't have because I knew that so-and-so didn't actually have as much authority as they presented themselves with or any for that matter. And, and don't get me wrong if any, anyone is listening to this, I'm not saying be disrespectful to everyone that you meet. Um, but again, just because they have a title doesn't mean you can't ask the question. Don't take everything something says, someone says at face value. And at least being able to ask that first question or that second question will help you maybe start to to process things a little bit better and and you know encourage your kids encourage your nieces and nephews grandkids i don't fucking know how old you are whoever encourage them to think critically because if we don't then certain people are still just going to be held down because they're going to think well so-and-so told me, I guess it must be true. Um, you know, and, and Darren's talking about the train, you know, from the satellite footage. Not only did we not know what was on the train, but that shit could have been shot in fucking Anywhere. Yosemite, California. <laughs> it, it's not like it showed a fucking map. It's not like someone was standing there with a sign that said, I'm in a rock. Um, even, even if they had a sign that said I'm in Iraq, they could have posted that person there, you know? So it's, it's it just, could have been photoshopped. it's all bullshit. It could have been Photoshopped. You know, it's funny. Cause like as a kid, I didn't have the same like absolute willfulness in me when I was young. You know, I was a true believer. My, like I wasn't, I grew up Mormon. I believed, you know, I, I believed in the institutions that I was connected to and then a few things happened and it sort of like shook the the core and I started to have to go through the process of figuring it out for my for myself at that point in time but when I when I was so uh I wasn't skeptical I was straight up cynical and I was fucking mad so I didn't trust anybody at that point in time and so when I went back to re-engage education on my own terms, sort of like when I had my uh, radical epistemological break like Descartes did when he, you know, melted the universe away and started to ask questions, you know, and started to rebuild it for himself, except for I didn't bring God back in 13 pages. What a dipshit. Jesus, man. But uh, <laughs> um, uh, 
having said that, uh, when I went back to school and I was trying to find my footing again and, and, and doing it in my own way, when, when the critical side of things really started to engage, when I didn't just give uh, the reverence to the teachers automatically, when, I, when they had to earn it for me, and they, they did start, when I found teachers that really were thinking and were presenting some things in an interesting way and were helping me to broaden my own horizons, those teachers had a kind of respect for me that they that they still have today. Like when you when you develop that relationship, when you don't just bestow that on the position because the fact that it's been you know they have the title, but they earn it. It, it like then you're really in a process at that point in time, and that means that it's richer. It means that it's more honest and it's real. Well, and that's probably where you can identify a a better teacher or professor than you know, the, the ones that are just your every day, because there were times where I got in trouble for questioning my professors, um, or doubting them or proving them wrong. And, and that's part of education, you know, and if you can show that teacher that this is the actual thing or, or, this is where some doubt should lie or whatever. And they don't scold you or, or reprimand you or, you know, basically knock you down grades because of the fact that you disagreed with them. Those are good teachers because at that point you are in an educational relationship and it's give and take. Because no one person should be the teacher. We can all learn something from from each other. And and I don't mean to sound all fucking one world and we're all in love and, you know, we're all the same and, you know, I'm Barney the Dinosaur type shit. (laughs) But... It, it, that that type of relationship is important because it is it is give and take um and you don't want as far as i'm concerned anybody in your life that isn't willing to make themselves better regardless of of title or position i uh, yeah you 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 have to you have to learn from you know and yes the best teachers like i remember when when my daughter started growing, growing up and she would come at me, you know, and, uh, and I would back up because she showed me something that, uh, that I hadn't seen before. And, uh, that really like took her to the side. I mean, she, she grew up in Douglas County and, uh, Douglas County, in spite of the fact that they do have, uh, really big, good tax bases, stuff you're talking about earlier, you know, a little bit ago. Um, I remember in her fifth grade, fifth grade class, she had 30, 36 kids in it. So they, they were so heavily in, engaged in the voucher uh, discussion that the public, public school system started to suffer a ton out there and continues to, for that matter. And there are all kinds of other really weird dynamics in Douglas County that they're trying, they're trying to get back to a certain space, but you know, it's, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing, but she was so taken aside by the fact that I, I allowed myself to learn from her in front of her that she's like, well, that's not the way that I'm used to education, you know, because teachers just don't, 
in in the current system. And you, of course, she found a couple of them. You know, you got it, but you got to dig. It's just a tough. It's a tough space right now to to find any meaningful education. No, it's it's like teachers are teachers are the cops of education. I mean, that's really what it is. They're they're for the most part bullies. They want to bully you into whatever it is they believe or what they've been taught because most of them never asked any questions and they just moved through the fucking manufacturing machine to be a teacher. That's what some somewhere along that machine it said, you're a teacher, and they went and threw them out. Um, you know, I had a cousin who went to high school in one of the southern states and she never questioned it but her her teacher told her it was the Sioux Indians um what yeah i i didn't know what the fuck she was talking about it took me two or three sentences before i realized she meant sue yeah. and so this poor girl you know through at least a year of her high school thought that it was Sukes. And who knows how many other fucking students, you know, came out of there thinking that it was Sukes. Um, but I'm sure that that's the kind of teacher, and I don't know, didn't know him, but I bet you if you would have said, no, it's not Sukes, it's Sue. The X is silent, you dumb fucking inbred hillbilly cocksucker. He probably would have been offended. I think it would probably be a better, <laughs> a better, you approach it better if you leave out the inbred hillbilly cocksucker part. Yeah. Maybe. Possibly. I, I could, I'm just spitballing here. You know, yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, the, I mean, and I don't even know, maybe down there they don't even require a, a college degree or any education at all to become a teacher. Maybe it's just like one of those things where somebody stamps a form and you're a teacher um because that differs from district to district and state to state another thing that makes it tough for teachers because i don't want to just demonize them ultimately there are teachers that are out there that are trying to do a but they are like one of the things that i saw with with Jeannie when she was at uh, uh school douglas county yeah was that uh um they did not because the testing stuff was so pervasive so like they would do practice tests four times a year, right? They contracted to have these people come in and do it. And so this is literally four weeks and then the two-week time period where they had to actually take the test that they had to take that determined whether you were failing or you were succeeding, right? So um, she did it in seventh grade the first time, and then she came back to us and said, they they will allow us to, to sign off to not come to school for this time period uh, because the testing uh, that they're having us doing, a lot of parents are saying is obnoxious. And I I fully, I, we, we signed for her to be home and she was home and she was working on other stuff. But when a teacher is their, their ability to be, many, many times in Douglas County, teachers lost their jobs because of the test scores of the students given the frame of that test and 
I don't want a fucking teacher to be measured that way. I don't want them to be measured by some arbitrary test test score. Like, there's all kinds of problems with those tests. I mean, not just the, the cultural side of things. I mean, they're just, uh, you're trying to measure something that is, is really, 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 really complicated. So, um, and, and on top of that, the amount of money that you're paying out to have these company, companies come in and to, con to conduct these tests, pretending that you're educating, like, it's hard enough for a teacher to be a teacher, but now you're losing six weeks a year. You're losing two weeks, like I said, two weeks for the, the, the time period that they're doing the test, and then four weeks for when they're doing the preparation for these tests. And you have these giant private institutions that are making stupid amounts of money to essentially not educate anyone about anything. I just, like, it's got to be, it's really got to be tough being an educator in, in this day and age where we we have this, you know, input, output, you know, rubber stamp position on whether or not a person's succeeding at learning how to be a thoughtful member of society. Well, I mean, they're, they're going to try to make money any way that they can. And you know what's really fucking stupid is I ditched most of my classes in high school, well, junior high too, for that matter. Um, but finally I was told, and I can't remember because it's been so long, but there were two dates. The The principal of the high school basically came to me and said, hey, I just need you here two days a year. I don't care whether you come the rest of the time test or not. Days. No, it, it wasn't test, test days. But it's the count days. There, it's the count days, and that's the days that they get, their they get based, on. based on body count, they get federal dollars. So, you know, I mean, we've been monetized for a long time. They've just stretched it another step by monetizing the Was the testing Charlie? thing. Yeah. Charlie yeah. Myers. Um he's he's deceased, so I can I can say that without Is he really? I'm 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 ninety eight percent sure. Yeah. Um interesting guy. But they've they've gone you know, we have all of these bullshit I don't know, I don't even think you call them trade schools anymore, but proprietary education for healthcare workers of whatever stripe and, you know, airline workers and, and whatever, those started off the whole thing. But now even regular colleges are basically turning you into a dollar sign. Well, I mean, you, you, like, I think when I, I graduated in 01 and at Metro, I think I was paying about $1,500 a semester. And when I started, I think it was it was just under a grand, right? So, I mean, in in, in a six-year time period, it, 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 it went up 50%. I mean, the cost of fucking education today is just outrageous. And when you have these uh, institutions that want to lend money or have the ability to lend money and to lock people into that debt for the rest of their life without being able to declare bankruptcy, you know, I mean... Fucking Donald Trump could declare declare bankruptcy five times. Anybody, can, I mean, it isn't just about Trump. It ain't a Republican and Democrat thing. If you have a corporation, if you have a, if you have a private position, but if you want to get educated, you have to pay that money back some one way or another. There's no way to. I, I'll tell you something funny. I mean, it's not funny, haha. But when I was an undergraduate, uh, it was during the '90s, and they would have these tables up all over the place. Uh, they, they literally would just handing out fucking credit cards, giving you fucking eight thousand dollars worth of you know, $10,000, $12,000 worth of uh, lines of credit, right? So 
my my partner and I at that point in time, I, I was the one that would get the credit cards. We essentially, between 96 and, and 02, lived off those credit cards. And uh, I filed bankruptcy later on after that. And I, to be honest with you, I don't feel one bit sorry for having done that because I used it to get a degree. You know, I wasn't trying, and what my intention wasn't to defraud or anything or anything like that, but I didn't want to go and get a bunch of student loans at that point in time. I got one, my last semester for a thousand dollars. That one is the only one that I have that's paid back. <laughs> but, uh, Yes, it is. It is a. It is. I mean, proprietary education, the whole system, big fucking business in higher education. Yeah, and I don't think that you get any more out of it than you did at K through twelve necessarily. And if you can't think critically, then you don't get shit out of it. Um, and thinking critically only gets you slightly more. But I mean, for the most part, they're not teaching you. I think. Uh, what Matt Damon said it in uh in <laughs> Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill yes. Hunting. He said, you know, I got the same knowledge that you did for About the price of a couple overdue books or whatever. Over yeah. 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 Um and that's the thing, is that if if you want the knowledge, it's out there. Um what you do with it is an entirely different thing and you know, whether or not you can show that knowledge out in the real world is another thing, too, because sometimes having that piece of paper does help. Um, not always. And now in today's job market, a lot of people are asking for master's degrees and, and doctorates. and The magical MBA. Yeah, well, not even necessarily an MBA. Those are for a lot of them, but, I mean, MFAs and all of the different master's programs that are out there. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I think education is important. I don't think that you necessarily have to go out and spend $100,000 for it. Um, you do have public libraries in your, your area. Um, but there's no doubt, like if you're trying to be competitive and you're trying to fill out, you know, resumes, applications, curriculum, vitals, you know, you, you, if you don't have, if you don't cross a few boxes, then you're going to be overlooked. You know, if you didn't engage in the process and put yourself in a certain amount of debt to make sure that uh, that you're, you can be a good contributing member of society. That is a true statement. I don't know that any of the people I know that have these big fancy degrees are better at contributing to society. Most of them I know are complete fucking idiots. One of my old bosses thought that the thing in the middle of the road was a medium. And for those of you listening, I, I hope you know that medium is a size. E-M-E-D-I-U-M is not the same thing as M-E-D-I-A-M. Right. And he thought that it was a medium in the middle of the road. Now, if you have your master's degree, you should know that 
that is a median and not a medium. And if you don't know that, then you're below medium. Right. You're a fucking dolt. And so that brings me around again to wondering about the quality of the education to begin with. If you can get a master's degree and you don't know that, then how valuable is the degree to the people that hire you? To you who spent all the money for it. And now to society, because you're supposed to be this educated person that's contributing and you're a fucking adult. Not a, not an adult, adult. You might be an adult adult. But yes. Might, so... Part of my big issue with the existing education system is that all logics of knowledge become subjugated to the logic of markets, right? So that means that the market itself dominates. Education becomes secondary at that point in time. And that is incredibly problematic. It's more about the thing that you purchase, the thing that you, you know, uh, the marketability of the thing itself than it is the substance of the thing itself. And education is one of those things. It's like, it's like, like medicine, right? Like if all of medicine becomes subjected, subjugated to the marketplace, you know, a lot of people get diabetes. So you're going to find cures for things like diabetes, but you get these weird cancers, you know, you're not going to find the solutions to them because you're not going to be able to make a ton of money off of them. Uh, meaning that, if the true goal of healthcare is health, then, and I'm not saying the market needs to go away. I'm just saying that the market, like if you're going to create the market, the market has to be subjugated to the goal of the actual thing itself. The market cannot dominate health for healthcare. Health has to dominate the market in the same way that Education cannot be dominated by the market. It, it, the logic of education has to be the, the primary mover of the thing. And right now, everything when it comes to this, you know, the, the marketplace dictates everything. I mean, the, the, the lending of money in relation to it, the, the, it's particularly in higher ed, the reproduction of the, the... I was telling Brian a story before we started. I, I, started, I started graduate school... Uh, in Toronto at a, at a school called York. Um, but when I completed my coursework, it was at UC Denver. Um, and while I was there, I was, uh, I, I completed my coursework. I mean, I, I, I was, I, I, I hadn't had a B in so long. I don't even know. I got an A minus in one class. This is just a, a little uh, tangent, but it kind of relates back to something you said earlier. Uh, it was, a, we had a master's prep class. We had to do four writing assignments for the class. And three of them were uh, lit reviews, and one of them, uh, one of the professors who was a world-class idiot, he had this book that, it was his book that he had produced that he was selling. Um, uh, he actually had the audacity of bringing in uh, an order form. He said, these are really great uh, Christmas gifts and birthday gifts, uh, so, so buy more of them and give them out as gifts. I, you know, I read the book. Um, he had one really good uh chapter on meritocracy uh where he's basically made this pretty nuanced argument about how people who don't have a certain level of knowledge should not be allowed to participate in democratic systems and if if a child 
passes this test, then they should be able to, to participate because they're smart enough to, to affect certain outcomes inside of that system itself. Um, whether you like that idea or not, it was, the way that he made the argument in the book was pretty interesting. But in the second half of the book, he talked a bunch about Marx, and it, I think that the only thing he ever read in his life was the manifesto. And then he read Marx through other people's lens, uh, which is always this ridiculous caricature. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna read or write about somebody, you need to get grounded in their literature. And he was not very good at that. So uh, when I wrote his paper, I totally fucking punished him on this uh, on on this uh, paper, and just like. But it, again, it was grounded in the literature. Like I, I like Marx. I know what I'm reading. I know what I'm writing about. So, um, his his last name was Cummings, and it was two M's. And throughout the paper, I spelled it with one M. And when he gave me the paper back, he wrote only one line on the back of it. And he said, "If you're going to take issue with my Marx interpretation so much, you should at least spell my name correctly." And he gave me a B minus on the paper. So I went to Christoph, who was he was one of the guys that was on my committee. And uh, um, he was the one that was the really good writer. Helped me, helped me to write. And uh, uh, he gave me an A minus in the class. And I was like, Christoph, how do you give me an A minus? Because on all my lit reviews, and he graded all those ones. I had perfect scores on them. And he was a tough, he was a tough grader. Um, I said, I said, Christoph, how many people? And he said, Well, he. Oh, so I first I asked him. I said, Why, why you give me an A minus? He said, Well, you got a B minus on the paper for Mike. And, and I said, I said, how many people got perfect scores in all your lit reviews, Christoph? And he just looked at me and he said, you. I said, well, he said, okay, I'll give you an A. So he changed my grade to an A. But again, that shit doesn't really matter that much. The point is that when I was going through my process uh, of doing, when I completed my my uh, my uh, coursework, I was writing the thesis. Uh, my my chair, awesome lady, um, really was instrumental in trying to help me get it situated and get me thinking about shopping around how to shop around and and was was facilitating this process for me and the other person who's on my committee who is i will will remain uh, unnamed um uh when i came to her about cr criticisms because when you're going through the process right and something like that you, you get you know they're going to help you to shape it out and you know some are better than others at doing that some have questionable motives but she uh um she told me that if i didn't include because there was this this thing about transnational capitalist class that i had in my my uh my paper and she wanted me to include this stuff that she had written um on micro credit in relation to India where she used that term and I said this has nothing to do with what I'm writing about she said I don't care it's what I'm writing about and basically told me that if I didn't include that in if I didn't include her work in my lit review that she wasn't going to sign off on my my thesis and and like that 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 was the nail in the coffin for me for higher education like it demonstrated to me that uh she thought that my stuff was going to sell and she wanted to get her name on it. So uh, she wanted me to include her in that. And I, uh, that's the market, you know, that's the market dominating the, uh, the substance. And I, 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 I can't be a party to that. I need to be an educator or participate in being educated. I'm not going to subjugate to myself. Maybe I'm too proud, but fuck that shit. No, anyway. it doesn't have anything to do with pride. And I think anybody with some scruples would have said the same fucking thing, but 
that's the the issue really i mean is you know your professor saying here here's an order form they make great gifts well they don't make fucking great gifts there's no fucking way your grandma wants a book written by one of your professors about fucking marx um you know the when i started going to school I was probably even more romantic than I am now. I, I know I was because just life has made me more and more cynical. But, you know, I, I knew that there was a problem when I signed up for my classes. And I think two out of six of them, I had to buy the teacher's fucking book in order to go to that class. and. Why a school would allow for that to be one of the prerequisites before you can go to that class is fucking retarded. Um, because it's short brushes. Yeah, I mean, we've got some serious problems. And, you know, like on this thing. In episode one, Darren talked about my book. I might do some more shameless plugs throughout this time period, but there's two things with that. One, I'm not making you fucking listen to this. And two, I'm not telling you that you're going to get a fucking degree and a better job because of this. Um, you shouldn't have to buy my book. But if you want to, it's called Off the Grid, the Catalyst. <laughs> we're, we're, we're on episode five. I think that in the, in the annals of shameless plugs, I think that's pretty low, brother. I, I don't think that you're, uh, you know, you you know, I mean, if you were that professor, then, you know, you would have attached something to the back end of this that, you know, an order form or something like that. Yeah, here, give this to your grandma. Actually, my grandma probably would have liked the book. Um, grandma was cool, dude. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've got a problem with higher education for a couple of different reasons. You know, some of them I mentioned, some of them Darren mentioned. But I don't want to paint every professor with this shit brush. Um, the only thing I will say in, you know, me closing this out is you got to ask the questions, um, to whoever, you know, why, what, who, when, how, pretend you're a journalist, but, you know, ask the questions and then maybe you can process the information after that, but at least asking you're halfway there. Thanks. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we, we are both big believers in education. We just are not really in love with the way that the system functions on any level right now. So uh, no matter what, the, the beginning of fixing that process is understanding the process of learning in the first place. We need to know how to we ask those questions. We, know how, we need to know how to think. And we got to pri prioritize that process. Otherwise, you're just sort of, you know, locked in a maze, and you're not going to get anywhere. So you'll never get out of this maze. You'll never get out of this maze. Rise up, people. Get out of the maze. Get out of the maze.
Get off the 13th floor. Get out of the Matrix. Um, anyway, we probably should wrap things up. Did you have anything else besides get out of the maze? No, I, I, I proselytized enough, I think, at this point on this one. So, All right. Well, thanks for listening to us rant and rave about education or the lack thereof or the little bit there was. I don't know. Anyway, I'm Brian Courtney. I'm Darren Jolly, 720-334-ROLL. Roll, bitches, roll. Thanks. Hasta luego. Indeed.